0: This is the M.D.'s Fantasy Football Show with Dan Mader. Giving you the X's and O's of all things fantasy. Let's talk about this matchup here between the Denver Broncos and the Las Vegas Raiders. Sean Payton's first head coach of the game as the Denver Broncos man. And they're going to be favored in this game at minus four points. The over-under... An unexciting, uneventful 44 over under there. Not even a half point, just flat out 44. Uh, Neither one of these teams are good against the spread. This is a game I'm going to stay away from. Are the Broncos the better team on paper? Absolutely, But the Raiders just have this knack of doing weird things in the beginning of the season where they play really tough against their divisional opponents. I'm going to kind of stay away from this game myself. Anybody have a response to that? No. Okay. So let's move on to these fantasy options, shall we? We don't know what Russell Wilson's going to be. He's certainly not going to be in your lineups week one. His prop though, 235 and a half passing yards against a Raiders team. That's terrible in the secondary over under Chris on Russell Wilson, 235 and a half passing yards.
1: I'm gonna go the under on this just because I think that this team's gonna really rely on the running game versus the Raiders. The Raiders have a decent pass rush, at least have good players that can get a pass rush, but they still struggle against the run. These raiders' defense in general isn't very good. Um the linebacking core you can definitely exploit. So I think it's gonna go the under. I think Russ is gonna use his legs. I think we've some big plays without Jerry Judy, without some of the other receivers in this offense. I think you're gonna see Denver be a little bit more conservative, a little bit more ball control and i think the raiders are going to try to do the same thing so i don't think it's going to be you know high flying lots of passing yards in neither one, one of these teams
0: uh, Guess is asking, can you rate my team? We will rate your team on social media whenever you want. When you hit us up at belly up MDFF show on X, please subscribe there. And we'll, we'll definitely rate your team when, uh, when we have the chance at that point. Yeah, Chris, I'm with you. I, I think it's going to be a run first team. I think Sean Payne is going to do everything he can to hide Russell Wilson to get him off on the right foot. And I do think it's actually going to be the under. So I'm going to go ahead and throw a shekel on that. We're going to cash that ticket. Uh, Jimmy Garoppolo, we're not playing him either, especially as Denver Broncos and in general, he was always a mid level fantasy prospect. Anyway, so let's talk Josh Jacobs, Chase, because this is a tough one, right? We finally got paid, he's going to be in the building. We know that much. I got him at RB9, ECR's at RB8. The only reason I'm a little bit lower is because the Broncos, world they were pretty stingy against the running backs last year. Uh, 15th in rushing yards allowed, 8th in receiving yards allowed to the running back position. So uh, I don't know if Josh James comes out and hits the ground running, but still an RB1 at the end of the day. What's your take on him? What do you feel about him going into the season with him finally back in the building late?
2: Yep. No, this is this is what I said all along. Was your most likely scenario, most likely outcome, in Las Vegas was that Josh Jacobs was on the field week one. You know, earning money. Yeah. That, huh. that, that that was the most that was the most likely scenario all along. We saw last season with the kind of usage they're willing to give him, what he can finally do with that, and yeah, I see no reason not to rate him as yeah a mid to low RB one.
0: Yep, as long as he's out there on the field, he's still getting the volume. Uh, Adam, there's,
2: there's no one else that will.
0: Yeah, exactly. Uh, Adam, help me out with Denver's situation. So I'm way ahead of the ECR on Javante Williams. I, I got him at 19. They got him at 28. I know it's his first game back from ACL. But, man, oh, man, the Raiders, they're 11th most rushing yards to so the running back. They're 26 in fantasy points allowed to the running back. It's just a great matchup. And the fact that he was already back and playing in preseason, I know we talk about winning a year, but I don't think I have to wait a year on Javante Williams. On the flip side, though, Samaja perine obviously I'm lower on him being so much higher than Javante Williams. I have him ranked at RB 38. ECR wants you to play him as a flex play. They got him at RB 32. I do think this split would probably be around 60-40 between the two, or maybe if I'm lucky, 65-35. But I'm not going to play Perrine in my flex because I love Javante's RB 2. Am I too aggressive here?
3: No. Uh, I, I think you and I probably disagree season long, but in this matchup specifically, uh, I, I'm pretty confident. Um, to me, I think what this reminds me of is the situation we saw in uh, in Jacksonville last year, right, where James Robinson was really good initially coming off of the injury. Uh, and then you saw, you know, once he got 60 carries under him, you really saw that injury start to show an effect. Uh, I would suspect similar uh, when it comes to Javante, but early on, yeah, I think he'll be fine. And this is a matchup against a Raiders defense where they should be running the hell out of the ball. So I've. All in uh you know
0: for the fleet. Yeah, I'm I'm with you. Trey S. Thanks for commenting in. If you want to get us to start a couple of star sick questions, just fire away and we'll get to them as we go along here. Uh Devontae Adams is gonna be my wide receiver nine. ECR has him at 10. Obviously, we're starting Devontae Adams. Are we worried about Derek Carr to Jimmy Garoppolo? Because it seems like everybody kind of lowered their ranking on Devontae Adams this year, Chris. And yet I don't know if the quarterback situation was really that much of a downgrade.
1: It's not. I, I'm totally confused by this whole notion that Derek Carr is this you know, gunslinger and he's pushing the ball down the field all the time. Without him, what can Devontae Adams actually do? Devontae Adams is good with him no matter who the quarterback is, and he showed you that last year. He also showed you he's not a one-trick pony. He's not just a, a get-down-the-field guy, a big play guy. He's Devontae Adams who can dominate between the 20s in the red zone wherever you give him the ball. Jimmy G got downplayed a lot in San Francisco and wasn't you know, wasn't asked to win a whole lot of games. But he's back with New England with Josh McDaniels in a system he's comfortable in. Josh McDaniels is comfortable with the, having a guy that he knows where he's going to use the ball. And I think you put those things together. Devontae Adams is definitely the guy they want to get the ball through the most. Come out of a 14-touchdown season last year, I see no reason Devontae Adams isn't going to continue to be a beast out there.
0: Yeah, 100%. So the question from Trey S is he's in a full-point PPR league. He's trying to decide he has to start one of his running backs that are either James Cook, Rashad, White, or Javante. And then he has to choose in the flex. I, think, I hope I'm reading this right. One flex, uh, Hollywood, Sutton, or Brian Robinson. So I think it's, is that two? I don't know. The Javante two thing is what's, oh, that thing is means the second question. All right, never mind. All right, so pick one, Chase. Pick one running back out of James Cook, Rashad, White, or Javante.
2: Uh, I'm gonna go with Javante.
0: Okay. I'm I'm with you. Obviously, I have Javante ranked higher than those guys. Uh Adam, pick a receiver, Hollywood, Sutton, or Brian Robinson. Or sorry, pick a flex.
3: Mm-hmm. That is tough. Uh full PPR maybe PPR. Hollywood outside of that, Brian Robinson. So half point or standard Brian Robinson, full PPR. I might swing Hollywood.
0: The correct answer you're looking for was Cortland Sutton, who we're about to talk about now who I have at wide receiver. No, I'm just kidding with you. I would take Cortland Sutton. I have him at wide receiver 28. I know the ESR is a little bit lower on him. And I guess Adam, you're a little bit lower on him. So I'll come back to you on this one, but the Raiders gave up the 10th most, yards to the wide receivers last year and we know this is a great matchup and we know that jerry judy is going to be out and marvin mims is still just a rookie even though he'll be on the field with an opportunity but i don't think he threatens the ex-receiver in sean payton's offense which is Cortland Sutton, and always seems to benefit as a result to that so where are you at on Sutton?
3: i i just just a touch lower i uh, i think for me uh I, i'm concerned about russell wilson and obviously i'm concerned about clayton tune as well but uh Hollywood, to me, is kind of in that Deontay space of receivers where you just kind of get your targets come hell or high water and it doesn't really matter too, too much. Uh, And that's why it only matters in the PPR that I would flip the Hollywood. For me, for Sutton, he runs routes that require actual competent quarterback play, and I haven't seen anything that leads me to believe that's going to be the case. Now, if Russ plays well the first two weeks, then, yeah, I think Sutton's going to be uh, bet much, much better off because he is the better receiver and you know the better offense. But that's just kind of mm-hmm. where I land.
0: Uh-huh. Uh-huh. We'll, we'll, we'll have to see what happens there. Uh, uh- Let's Marvin Mims going get his opportunities. I want to see how he looks, and I think that's pretty much the stance you need to take on him with your redraft leagues in particular. Uh, we'll talk more about him as the season rolls on. Let's move to Greg Dolchich, who I have at my tight end 15. I'm surprised ECR hasn't been tight end 16, because all they want to talk about is how he's the joker. We love Greg Dolchich. He gets open everywhere, Um, but he's still the backup tight end on his own team. Now, I know Adam Troutman's there to block, but that does affect your snap count. And when you get your snap count affected, I worry about guys like this becoming Gerald Everett. That's what scares me, Chase. When guys like this become Gerald Everett, because they don't get enough snaps to actually be as fantasy relevant as you need them to be. And people are drafting Dulcich as a low end tight end one. So what's your take on him this week? Cause if you had drafted him to be that, I think you'd have to play him, but yet no one's ranking him that way.
2: I, I like Dulcich year long. I've talked to you guys about this. I I'm high on him because of the possibility of that Joker role, but at the same time, uh, you, you know, your point about him, not, not being the blocking tight end, Adam Trump was a blocking tight end. Well, what are you going to want to do in the red zone? You're going to want to be blocking down there for your running backs. And then when you, but so who's going to be in the game in the red zone, I'm interested to see here as this year goes on, can Dulcich earn red zone reps? is I mean, whether or not they're passing, can he earn enough red zone reps and enough red zone snaps to be targeted down there to be anything more than that between the twenties guy that doesn't get as many scoring opportunities as he maybe should.